Hello and welcome to the all-new Season 2 of the Pre-Game Podcast. Where we revamped everything and uh, still changed almost nothing. Uh, we, we changed a bunch of things. We didn't change almost nothing. Well, we changed the way that we're delivering our content to you, the listener. Uh, but other than that, Dan and I are still going to banter and goof and really just try to talk about some sports. Yeah, that is the end goal of this entire thing, talking about sports. Talking about what's going on, we're just doing it in uh, segments that allow you to get more of what you want and less of what you don't want. So, uh, welcome to season two. We are uh, semi-new, but you know, same old Dan, same old Kalen, and same old topics. I would like to start out as the playoffs are continuing. We saw some wild card weekend action. Um, my goals of Tom Brady losing to the the Washington Football Team failed. Uh, because I just thought that would be the funniest outcome. However, I want to look ahead to April. Kalen, are you aware of what's coming in April? No, I'm actually not. What, what's uh, what's in store for April? What happens every April? It's the NFL draft. Yes, there's something uh, I want to talk about. There is a topic I want to talk about. And in true pregame fashion, I did not tell you anything, Kalen. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, no, nothing. I told you nothing at all. So, However, I know that you are always good for uh, some too way too soon draft discussion. Way too spicy draft discussion. And we are, again... Way too spicy. We, we are dipping ourselves into, you know, the uh, double sauce packet ramen bowl that is my hot takes. And with that, I would like to throw out an idea to you, Kalen. Okay. The New York Jets with the second overall pick in the NFL draft, will not be taking a quarterback second overall. Hmm. You know what's funny? What, what, what's funny? I can, actually, I can actually see that happening. I, I can, Yeah, I can actually see that happening because the Jets don't just have a quarterback to replace. They have, like, half a roster to replace. I'll, I'll be honest. Their roster is actually not in that terrible of a position. It does have some glaring holes. And I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think there's an easier way for them to fill it. And of course, I, I say that I do not think that the Jets are going to take a different position than number two spot. They're going to trade out of it. That is what I think happens. Um, really? Yeah, that that is what I think happens. And it was really the original thought process was spurred by a Brett Coleman video that I watched, basically talking about how the New York Jets are not in a terrible position. They have a great safety in Marcus May. They have uh, very solid offensive line prospects, but they have some holes to fill. The holes are primarily, they still need, um, I think there's like two more offensive line positions that aren't really settled, but everyone else is filled with, you know, top 10, you know, franchisable offensive linemen. Right. They need help on the defensive line, specifically with a nose tackle. They need more depth at cornerback. They need more depth at wide receiver. And in in the words of Brett Coleman, and honestly, I can't think of a better analogy than this. They need a running back who's not currently collecting Social Security. That's yeah. Yeah. There there are other things that they kind of need to do. There's Uh, a lot. I mean, I mean, all the things you said right there, Dan, that's like 
four drafts worth of work. But you know what's an easy way to get a lot of draft capital? Trade out of the second overall pick when there is a someone who is being hailed as a potential uh, you know, generational talent sitting on the board at number one. How many times have we heard that and then they just washed up? Now, okay, there have been a lot of hype behind specifically quarterbacks. There have been a lot of hype yeah. behind certain high number one overall picks. But this generational tag that's being put on them has really only, like, the amount of hype that Trevor Lawrence is getting has only happened three other times in the NFL draft. Okay. It happened with John Elway, it happened with Peyton Manning, and it happened with Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. So the track record so, for the level of hype is there. Okay. So so the track record's better than what I thought it was. Because let me, I guess, rephrase my thought. Like, we've heard, you know, great things about, like, first overall picks in the past, you know, in the past, like, honestly, decade. I mean, there were people that were singing praises of Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield's now, you know, Baker Mayfield. He got the Browns to the playoffs, at least, but... You know, uh, uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Of all the overhyped quarterbacks, you go with Baker Mayfield. Why don't you go with someone who like flamed out? Like, if you want to keep and stick with the Browns, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. I was, I was literally gonna start high and work low. So <laughs> Baker, <laughs> Baker was the high of hype, right? In recent times, then you got Johnny Football, who I don't know what he's doing, but I, I hope he's well. Um, and then you got. Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, that one-two package that came out of college, they're both fizzled out now. I mean, I'm sure we could go on and on about this. We could do a whole bit on this. But the point is, my I guess I guess the point behind my point here is, is the hype more for Trevor Lawrence? Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been paying too much attention to the hype because I'm tired of hearing his name for the last like two or three years. Honestly, I think that anything can happen. Anything can happen. Well, is the hype equivalent to those guys that you're talking about? Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John I, Elway? I, I, mean, I think, I think so, same, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, is it like the same amount of press, the same amount of confidence from certain people, like, you know, people that are well-trusted in the NFL, you know, coach talents, et cetera, et cetera? Like, all of the what, above. What are all the above? Then that's, to me, that says something. You know, beyond like Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota or, you know, Johnny Football, etc. Mm. Yeah. So regardless, back to the original point that got us on the tangent of exactly how good is Trevor Lawrence. The Jets can get a lot for that second overall pick, especially since beyond Trevor Lawrence, there are like a f- about four quarterbacks that could feasibly see themselves taken before pick 10. We're, we're getting into another territory similar to... Uh, 2018, where we saw the likes of Baker Mayfield, as you mentioned, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen all disappear off the board very early. And, I mean, heck, Lamar Jackson was also in that draft, and you kind of see, you know, a, a lot of the talent there. It's very stacked at quarterback, and they could be flying off very quickly, which is why the second overall pick could be extremely valuable, even if you don't or don't want Trevor Lawrence. You don't get him, right. you don't want him. Like, no matter what, you know, that second overall pick is going to be extremely valuable. Now, there's two ways I see the Jets potentially going. And I, I want your take on both, okay? Okay. First scenario is that 
they believe Sam Darnold is not damaged goods. They believe Sam Darnold has just been held back by the dumpster fire that was the Adam Gase administration, if you will. And if you can get in a coach that has experience or is very good with working with young quarterbacks, you have, for example, a Bills offensive coordinator who just turned Josh Allen into a outside long shot at MVP this season, who is someone they could be talking to. You also have the offensive coordinator that helped Derrick Henry get to 2,000 rushing yards this season down in Tennessee. Those are both guys that the uh, the Jets have been eyeing up. I think would be excellent picks. If you can get them a if you can get a coach that isn't brain dead, that knows what they're doing, and could right. actually like you know maybe restart Sam Darnold's career. I mean he he's getting into dangerous territory because he's going into his what one two it's gonna be his uh third season third or fourth season fourth season fourth season fourth yeah fourth season so they have to make a decision whether or not to keep him or get rid of him and there's always the thing of like listen you bring in a coach that has experience working with young guys is just a decent coach and see what happens and if it's still a dumpster fire well then congrats you're back to having another like top three pick and you can grab another quarterback at that point i don't even i don't know who's in the the next draft class but at that point they're bound to have just as much hype as anybody else because that's the way the nfl works right yeah but here's the thing i mean i don't personally i don't think sam darnold is damaged goods i think he's just has low self-confidence uh in his abilities right now because he's been on such a you know a trash team with a trash coach and trash administration to be honest yeah i, and, I would agree and i i'm not gonna say that sam darnold's a generational talent i don't don't misquote me i'm not sam saying that darnold, either yeah sam darnold is a good average nfl quarterback that can carry a team to the playoffs i fully stand behind that statement what I see with the Jets is he has half the pieces he needs on his offense and he had an idiot for a head coach. (laughs) So like, I don't know what else to say about that, but that's a bad mixture. That doesn't, no matter how, how many spices you throw in that dish, it's not going to taste good. Mm -hmm. So if you get somebody more quote unquote competent in there, I think, you know, you can there's I think you can also use this draft pick to pick up a Heisman wide receiver as well, Dan, considering we have had one of those in college football for the first time in like a hundred years or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there is a from what I've seen, I haven't dug too deep into it. Again, it's it's too early for that. It it's early enough for hot takes. It's too early for me to be well versed on all the top one hundred prospects in the right. NFL draft. There are a lot of very good wide receivers out there, which, I'll be honest, I don't think they need to take him at number two. So, the first plan, obviously, you know, get a head coach with brains and keep Sam Darnold and see what you can do there. If they're going to do that, you know what I think they do? They trade that pick. They trade that pick, and specifically, they are going to trade that pick to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Where are you going with this? Well... San Francisco had a lot of injuries, okay? Massive injury bug Mm -hmm. there. But with those injuries, it kind of exposed the idea that maybe, just maybe, they don't have a quarterback that can get them back to the Super Bowl 
and that their team was carried to the Super Bowl by having, well, an ungodly defense, which basically was the situation in San Francisco. Because Jimmy G may not be the guy that's going to be their future quarterback. That's kind of the general thought. Obviously, a lot of injuries and everything that they were dealing with, they had to deal with Nick Mullins for the majority of the season. But San Francisco may think that they have all the pieces and all they need is a quarterback. And they can probably get one this draft, but probably not where they're at currently. Uh, I'm going to have to double check here, but I'm pretty sure that they are 12th in the draft. Well, here's my thoughts on San Francisco. I mean, sure, if they feel that way, and I'm I'm seeing that like a, bu- a bunch of people feel that way about Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo was never, in my opinion, never a quarterback that could just carry a team like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. You know, to me, he was like the perfect fit in the Bill Belichick system of like, he's a pocket passer, system thrower, like systematic thrower, excuse me. And he just knew how to play his role, right? And use the pieces around him. He was the perfect, like, delegator in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, I might be looking really good, but it's because I have these good players around me. And that's part of the reason why San Francisco went to the Super Bowl. Don't get, like, that defense, as you mentioned, Dan, was, like, exceedingly good. Like, I mean, statistically insane. Mm -hmm. But you still have to be a decent offense to make it to a Super Bowl. You still have to outscore people. Even even if your defense is that good, there are there are offenses that were able to beat it considering they lost. So that's that's my thing. I, I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo is still a good quarterback. I think the injury bug is probably what showed some of Jimmy Garoppolo's flaws, areas where he might be lacking in his own abilities this season. But I don't know. Maybe that's just my my thoughts. Maybe that's just my opinion on the matter. I mean, you know. if if they trade up to number two, the Jets can probably get a boatload of picks. Obviously, they get the 12th overall pick. And then they probably pick up other picks from from San Francisco, whether that be, you know, a third and a fourth this year because they don't have a second to give away. Um, that might be a first and maybe a second next year. You know, even if the uh, if the Jets want to be, you know, kind of betting towards the future and all that. Uh, And if San Francisco does that, they go up to number two. And even, listen, the Jaguars could very easily balk. They could be like, listen, that that Gardner Minshew guy, he's our guy. He's the guy we're sticking with, which if that's the case, San Francisco just, you know, managed to land Trevor Lawrence, which is a positive for the organization. And even if they don't, you're looking at other top 10 prospects like Justin Fields out of Ohio State, who... Yep. very easily could become a solid franchise quarterback that could put you over the limit, especially when you look at the fact that the past, you know, X amount of Super Bowl winners have been led by young quarterbacks. You look at, obviously, Pat uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's a very apparent one. You know, the only one that kind of breaks the mold there is Tom Brady. And before that, like, you have to go back to Peyton Manning to find one that wasn't led by a young quarterback. The Carson Wentz trade off to Nick Foles and that whole thing that that was a that doesn't count. Yeah, that was a that was a special situation. Regardless, yeah. Point being, if you have a young quarterback and then like you have if you have the team around them and you put in a young quarterback, you see success. Look at Kansas City. Look at the Arizona Cardinals who are coming up. You could look at the Ravens who had like a 
as the Ravens do, a very solid defensive system that they had in place, and they just happened to draft, you know, Heisman uh, Trophy winner <laughs> Lamar Jackson at 32. Justin Fields could be the guy they throw in there. They could want to go with Zach Wilson out of BYU. They could even want to go to, to the fourth-ranked guy currently, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, because, you know, South Dakota State had a pretty good uh, pretty good quarterback come out of there, I believe, right? Is that where Wentz was from? No, I'm pretty sure Wentz was from North Dakota State. What's in North Dakota? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I Like, I follow North and South Dakota State football, regardless. Someone does, though. Yes, somebody, someone does. They know better than I. Point being, there are tons of excellent quarterback options, and San Francisco could set themselves up where, again, they have a very solid defense. They have pieces around it. I'm trying to remember the wide receiver that they had that, like, you know, had a very solid year this year. Regardless, they could very easily feel like they're a quarterback away. I kind of feel like it would get them further in a division that has them at the bottom solely because the other teams are just good. Like, are, like they're good and the other teams are great, basically. Um, yeah. So I, I can definitely see that trade happening. And if that happens, the Jets are able to fall down a little bit. They can pick up other things. I don't know about them getting Devonna Smith, um, but they might be able to get Jalen Waddle, the other Alabama wide receiver. You know, they might be able to grab further depth at cornerback if you want to stick with Alabama with Patrick uh, Certain. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more options for them. They get a lot more picks. They can keep on building to the future, and they can do that um, all while trying to continue to build up Sam Darnold and give him a real chance. You know, not just Josh Rose and him, basically, which is, you know, new system, new coach, and, you know, mess up his See whole later. career. Yeah, goodbye. The alternative, if I can throw an alternative out there, and this is very spicy for you in place. If the Jets don't believe in Sam Darnold, you know who they think they might be able to get on a discount? Wentz. Carson Wentz. Give him away. There is a... There is a Hand him off. <laughs> I'm done with him. There, send, it, send him out. Ship him out. You abandoned him so quickly. Oh, I... I... <sighs> I could go on and on about that, man. Yeah. Think about if... Now, this is kind of crazy. The Jets could theoretically, if they're okay taking one step back to go two steps forward, and they're mm-hmm. confident with the ability of of jump-starting Wentz back into the form he was when the Eagles went on that tear and won the Super Bowl, they could trade Marcus May, who is a safety, a position that Whoa. is desperately needed... If you're the Eagles. Very much so. And you can get Carson Wentz. Honestly, Carson Wentz is, as you demonstrated so beautifully, so out (laughs) in Philadelphia. Just so gone in Philadelphia. That they could probably go, yeah, give us Carson Wentz and a pick or two for Marcus May. They might be able to do that. I I, mean. Yeah, I think that's that's an easy sell. I, I think they could. Here's my struggle with that, though. Carson, I think, is worth more than that. So the negotiations for him will be interesting uh, because he does have a lot of value, and I think that MVP is still in him somewhere. I just don't think it's in Philadelphia. I mean, like, look at Nelson Aguilar. The moment that man left Philadelphia, he lit it up in Las Vegas this season. I mean, and yeah, he did ever have a good since season. he left Philly, to be honest with you. So 
that could very well be the same for Carson Wentz. He just needs to leave Philly. Like his time has come. He had a chance at a Super Bowl. He got hurt. That's probably been messing with him ever since. And it seems like it has. He went from, you know, good. Actually, he went from MVP to really good to absolute garbage. in I don't know how quickly like I've I've never seen a decline (laughs) that fast between seasons. I I don't know what he was doing in the offseason, but he got very distracted. I also heard something, Dan. This is from an unreliable source listeners just a murmur amongst fans an absolute unreliable um, source if an it, absolute if unreliable source a a, However, a rumor whispered between the cheesesteak joint and the wawa basically is that a lot of players were actually not playing hard or well for carson as quarterback and when carson was oh. in for the season they were purposely playing terrible because they did not like him and they did not want him on the team anymore uh oh. Uh oh. There is, there is. Now that's that's floating amongst Philadelphia fans. So this could be complete fabricated BS. But if it's not, and something does come to light about that eventually, and there is a little press on it, I honestly wouldn't be surprised because it would explain a lot, and it would explain why things got so much better when Jalen Hurts was in. Because it's not like anybody else really changed on the offense. They just pulled Carson out and put Jalen in, mm-hmm. and suddenly things happened. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Jalen—that's Jalen was finding open men probably easier than Carson was. Uh, maybe you can make an argument for that. I don't know, but when you only replace one cog in the machine, it's usually that cog that is causing the other cogs to have issues. That's a very you know? interesting take because if that is the case. If these if these cheese whiz laden rumors are true, then that means that the Jets might be able to actually steal Carson Wentz out yeah. of Philadelphia. He would his price tag would go way below his actual value, way below like that. Give us Carson and two picks from the Jets would just be that's on the table all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Instead of it like Jets give us. Give us uh, Mays, was it? I'm sorry. I, I haven't Marcus watched May. Just Marcus this season. May. May. Yeah. Give us May and a pick, and we'll give you Carson. Instead of the Eagles offering that, which is, I'd say it was a fair price tag, that instantly just gets like flipped around on the Eagles, and they get the short end of the stick. Yeah. Uh, so to kind of wrap this up, those are the two scenarios that at least immediately popped out of my brain. And again, I'm thinking not necessarily of most logistic, but, you know, logistic in a spicy context. Mm -hmm. Out of those two, what do you think the Jets are, A, more likely to go with, and B, better off with? Trading for Wentz or trying to get Sam Darnold back on track? (sighs) That's, hmm... If you trade for Carson, you're counting on picking up a broken man in a city and that he is not broken in your city, in New York. Um, and Carson really likes Pennsylvania, too. He gets to hunt and, you know, do the things that he's in, he enjoys. He's an outdoors kind of guy. So the Meadowlands is not great for duck hunting. There's too eh, many towers. He, he's, listen, he, he is, very, he's like an, he's like a 45-minute drive from, like, you know, central boondock saints, uh, 
Not Boondock Saints. Cent- Central Boonies jersey. Okay, there's no difference there. I guess. I guess. He's, he's also but 45 minutes. Way. He's 45 minutes from the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania, which is also another spot where you can just go out and shoot guns for no reason. Like he he can fair. Listen, okay, yes, he's going to be like playing for the New York Jets, but. You got to remember that pretty much anywhere, if you want to find a spot where you could hunt wild animals, 45 minutes, you could find that spot. I don't think there's a single spot in the country where you're that far from from huntable territory. Like, worst case scenario, you're in the middle of the desert and there might not be a lot of things for you to hunt that have antlers. That's like the worst case scenario, I think. So even if he goes to New Jersey or yeah, the New Jersey Jets, even if he goes to the New York Jets, they should be. He, he basically is still going to be able to do those things, okay? And like you said, he's he's broken in Pennsylvania. Like, what is he going to do? Like, I want to stay in, or in Philadelphia, I mean. What was he going to do? I want to stay in Pennsylvania, send me to Pittsburgh? I mean, Pittsburgh's kind of looking for a quarterback. They need a future, but they're not going to go with Wentz. Yeah, they're not going to go with Wentz. I mean, look, you're, you're taking a broken man and you're hoping he works. And that's always a gamble. But... Now you have Sam Darnold, who I think honestly isn't broken. Could Sam do with the change of scenery? Yes, he could, but I don't think he has that option. So I really think his only option is for the Jets to count on him. And I personally would like to see the Jets count on him. And if they could wait another year or two and look at the other the other quarterback prospects that come up, mm-hmm. I think that's their best bet is to trust in Darnold get him some pieces drafted, right? And then see what happens. And if if Darnold is determined to be the problem, you then you sack him. You can him. But I, I don't think that Sam... I think there were too many problems to say that Sam Darnold is out of a job. That's my point. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. I think that's pretty well spoken. And I think it's interesting to to see. I mean... There's a lot of moving pieces with this. They could trade with a different team besides the 49ers. The 49ers mm-hmm. just popped up as like a team that thinks they're a quarterback away, so they have no problem selling the farm for a quarterback. You know, we, we But then are they still a quarterback away? <laughs> well, at that point, ideally they're like, oh, we'll win a couple of super super bowls and it doesn't matter that we don't have any draft picks. There's a lot to the whole thing there. There's a lot of moving pieces, as I said, but I think the Jets are in a pretty good spot. You know, the Adam Gase hiccup doesn't detract, I think, too far from the fact that Sam Darnold in his rookie season, his sophomore season, I I think he was in a pretty okay spot. I think he was doing pretty okay. So he was. Yeah, uh, that that's that's the situation. But which makes me think he's still good. Yeah. But anyway, Jets not taking a quarterback at number two, probably not even picking at number two. That's that's my hot take. Hey guys, thanks for checking out season two of the pregame podcast. And it was such a new format for us, and we're getting used to everything that I forgot to close out the show. I just kind of, you know, ended the segment how I normally would. So uh, this is the goodbyes. My name is Dan Zaleski. Obviously, you heard Kalen Wolfskill. Don't forget to send us any questions, comments, or discussion you want to talk about on the show at the pregame mailbag at gmail.com. And until the next time, we'll see you around. Thanks again for listening.
Game Podcast is produced by Dan Zaleski and Kalen Wolfskill. Theme music by High On You. A Ruby Media Production. Thank you.